Hello and welcome back to AFL by Dummies, the only show on the internet that's not receiving any hush money from Fremantle. Oh, <laughs> I mean, if, if the other shows are, that's quite the scandal then when you think about it. Imagine if every show in Australia but us is receiving hush yeah, money from no, Fremantle. I, I, called it, I called it here, people. You are hearing it here first, folks, so um, keep an eye out for that hush money. We are, we are open to it. Listen, Fremantle, no, if, everyone... if you want to pay us... No, I think we've got to think about this in a different way, Alex. Okay. If everyone's paying the other... If Fremantle's paying the other shows to hush, then we've just got to talk about Fremantle. Like, we have to take the load. Like, we're actually not going to be AFL by dummies anymore. We're going to be Fremantle by semi-pros. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm looking at what I've got lined up for this week. I don't think I mentioned Fremantle once, do you? I don't know, actually. I don't think I do. So no. it's going to be very difficult to pull off Fremantle by dummies. I mean, I'm sure we could try. We can do an impromptu on the run, can't we? Yeah, definitely. We're definitely good at radio. If there's anything we're good at is improv. Let's get into our highlights for the week. And Lachlan Ross, my highlight is a man that is just the highest of them all and yet doesn't get any credit, and that's Jeremy Howe. How does he do it? <laughs> I have no idea. He, like, I don't know how he does it. He spends an eternity in the air. Like, it is actually ridiculous. Like, how someone can get that far off the ground is unbelievable. Like, I think I've got a 15-centimetre vertical. I mean... I think that's ambitious. Oh, uh, maybe 10. Anyways, like, he is ridiculous. Like, kudos to him. And he takes... He took another great mark on the weekend. And, like, we just don't bat an eye anymore, which says more about him and the fact that there's just no competition for, like, the greatest mark at the moment. Yeah. Tell me, what's your highlight for this week? <laughs> You're not going to like this one. I can guess, already see it coming. <laughs> take a guess. <laughs> Is it anything about a particular St Kilda player missing an open goal? Potentially. Uh, Tim Membry missing a pretty simple goal. I'm sure you'll talk about it at some point, so I'll leave most of it to you, but... Uh, uh, I, I saw that come up on my Facebook feed and I was just like, oh, this is gold. This is this is gold. If I couldn't have asked for anything better, really. No, it was pretty well as scripted as scripted gets. Right, let's move into our main body for this week and that is our penalty shootout style format. This is where we go through and talk about some jokes and analysis that we've noted from the weekend of footy. Coming up now, it's my first joke. So I'm going to tell you, Lachlan Ross, about some of the things that I would rather see happen than Collingwood being a good side again. Because I tell you, <laughs> they put in a what I would classify as a really good performance on the weekend. I thought they really pushed Richmond, who are the best side in the competition right now, in my opinion. And the fact that Collingwood have beaten Adelaide, um, they beat Essendon last week, and now are pushing Richmond after pushing GWS the week before Adelaide, they look like a decent side to me. And so I'm a little bit worried. And so these are some things that I would rather see than Collingwood being an actually decent side. So, first of all, my finger getting caught in a blender. Uh. <laughs> I would rather have that happen than see Collingwood become a really good uh, side. Can I contest that? Because, like, Collingwood is going to be good at some point in yeah. your life. Yeah. So, you'd have to blend a lot of fingers. And and I will accept that. <laughs> You've got ten fingers. Like, do you think Collingwood's going to be good at ten times can in I, life? Can I, can I qualify you in toes as well? I reckon, I reckon, like, over the course, if I get rid of my pinkies, a couple yeah, of toes like, as well... if you want to get married one day, you can't get rid of... You have to hang on to at least uh, one look, this was not particularly well thought out. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's move on to the next one. Um, I would rather see Richmond win five consecutive premierships than Collingwood being a good side again. They Do don't even have to win a premiership. I just don't want to see them be a good side again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not handling Can this Can I well agree not. with that? Of course you would. Third of all, I would rather see... 
the North and South Korean peace process falling apart to the point where South Korea just gives up being a country and Kim Jong-un becomes leader of both Koreas. <laughs> that would be a terrible moment in world politics and I would still rather see that than Collingwood being a good side. Yeah, fair enough. I agree with that. And one. my final one is I would rather be strapped to a chair and forced to watch the ball bounce in front of Stephen Milne over and over again <laughs> than oh. Collingwood being a good side again. So if I get my way, Collingwood's just going to completely fall apart over the next few weeks and they can go back to being worse than St Kilda and I'll be happy. <laughs> what have you got for your first bit of analysis? I really liked all of that, by the way. Just the North Korea one, like, like, rel- um, like stuff that's current. Topical. Yeah, that was the word I was looking for. Anyways, uh, it's time for me to dish out some tough love. So I understand that the world's not the greatest place at the moment and some people might, must be going through hard times. <laughs> But I'm just going to tell you what sort of week uh, Hamish Hartlett had. Because <laughs> Hamish Hartlett didn't have the greatest week in the world. Yeah. So for those who are, um, haven't kept up, Hamish Hartlett uh, two weeks ago, no, a week and a half ago, uh, Port Adelaide v Geelong, got absolutely clobbered by Dangerfield. Uh, head-on-head collision got taken off the ground. And he probably should have spent the whole game off the ground, but he comes back on, um, still battered and bruised, but plays the game out. And then five days later, at training in an in in an innocuous, I believe is how it's pronounced, incident, uh, he just does his ACL. Just changing directions just does his ACL. Like, that's a pretty... As bad weeks go, like, that's pretty bad. So I'm I'm just using my opportunity to uh, just tell everyone you know, that you might be going through tough times, but you're not going through a Hamish Hartlett tough time. <laughs> that's that's a that's a pretty rough week for Hamish Hartlett. Like, and um, I don't know if you heard, but Todd Marshall lost. I believe it was his father during the week as well. This is aside from Sam Palpepper getting. Uh, his suspension handed down from the AFL. So for Port Adelaide to win on the weekend, they did it in very tough circumstances. Yeah. As per usual, our round one's pretty lackluster. I'm just going to be honest and be out there like... But I promise it does get better because who would have thought from the ultimate of lows you could get better? It's it's a crazy thought when you think about it, really. Yeah. Like, we actually have an upside. Have you got a good joke up coming up for us right now? Uh, I wouldn't say yes. I will uh, try to entertain you all as best I can. So, um... Alex, if mm-hmm. there's something that I've harped on a lot about this year, like in terms of what the AFL's doing wrong, what do you think it would be? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Scheduling. You hate scheduling. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've just been really disappointed with the scheduling this year. Um, you've heard too much of it. Not even just on air. Off air, I'm even worse. So I'm just going to talk about the games on the weekend. So Friday night, we had the blockbuster game Western Bulldogs carlton the blockbuster game, right? Yes, yeah, total, yeah, the, total blockbuster. The game that brought millions of viewers uh, to Channel it's, 7. It's the game that stopped the nation. Yep. And then on Saturday night, we had Hawthorne St Kilda and Adelaide Gold Coast. Hey, I liked the Hawthorne St Kilda game, except for the fact that we lost. But in terms of, I was keen to see St Kilda play. Yeah, but it wasn't a particularly good endorsement for the game when you think no, about it. in terms of standard level, not particularly. Now, these are the games that weren't put in these scheduling slots. So you had Geelong-Sydney. Fantastic match. Yeah, like, it lived up to all the hype. Uh, Essendon-Melbourne, which was actually probably a bit pretty bad game in the end, but I think you would have got more um, excitement around a game like that rather than the other three. Uh, Collingwood-Richmond. You wouldn't have thought that one pre-season, though. No, but Collingwood-Richmond, you're always going to get a big attendance. It's two big clubs. I don't care if Collingwood's playing too terribly. You'll get a good audience for it. And Richmond isn't usually the sort of team to blow teams out of the water. No, it's very true. And then Fremantle West Coast. 
Yeah, I know we have differences of opinion about um, where they should put the derby in terms of time slots because I th- I like the fact that they play it in 4.40 over here because it means that the um, Perth crowd do get that afternoon game, which, yeah. is, which is really good for them. But, I mean, I know, I know you disagree on that one. No, I'm a bit on the fence about that one. But, like, the scheduling was really poor on the weekend. So, you know what I decided to look up? I decided to look up on Google, like, a list of things to do when you're bored. Like, boring things to do. And I actually found this one list, and it had 96 things on it. And I'm going to give you the best of this list. Okay. Because there were some great things on this list. So, number one, laundry, obviously. I would rather... And, by the way, all these things I think would have been more interesting than the blockbuster games. So, laundry. I'm not going to lie. I'd rather watch the Bulldogs Cart than do laundry. No, really? Yeah. Laundry's really boring. No, but you feel like you're being productive. Whereas, like, that's, that's I don't feel else. like I'm being productive <laughs> watching any of those uh, primetime football games. Um, teaching yourself the army alphabet. <laughs> that was on this list. And I looked at that like, well, I mean, sure. Well, speaking of productive. Um... <laughs> uh, the next thing was unsubscribing to spam emails. That's very useful. That, yeah, that would save us a lot of, like, hassling in our real life. That's, that's good, because I keep hearing about all these hot singles that are living in my area. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, why would you want to unsubscribe to that, Alex? Yeah, like... no, you're right. I should be, I should be responding back to them. Yeah, Apparently, no. they're really keen to meet me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't add anything to that. Anyways, uh, we'll move along. Uh, Mace, this was a great one. Make a list of pros and cons of having children. <laughs> 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 I think there's like there's a lot of pros and then there's the one obvious con children <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go with like time and money but sure we'll go yeah, with no. uh, children yeah yep. uh, next one drink a glass full of water <laughs> that's a- I feel like that's okay so this list was like to stop you when you're bored how long is that gonna buy you like seven <laughs> seconds <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that one wasn't yeah, particularly well Yeah, but if you're, like, thirsty, surely, like, the sensation you get out of, like, quenching your thirst is better than watching Carlton Western Bulldogs on Friday night primetime television. But if you're thirsty, wouldn't you just drink water anyway? This was more like, well, you have nothing to do, so you may as well just drink water. <laughs> yeah, you'd literally just sit there for, like, the entire last quarter just drinking, <laughs> drinking water. water. <laughs> um, overhydrating is actually a thing, by the way. So, uh, yeah, don't go, too, don't go too hard in the water, people. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Yeah. You can it's, get it's addictive. Is yeah. <laughs> the new drug taking over Melbourne? Yeah. Um, well, I, I've heard that in its um in its solid form, it can be very very addictive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I'll uh, let people figure that out for you all. And then the last one, which I found a little weird, but sure. Um, so the list was 96 long, right? And the 96th one was print out this list. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like there's something uh, egomaniacal about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a little, uh, yeah, a little self-centered. But, yeah. um, hey, it, if they needed maybe 96, their lucky number. Yeah, no, that, that's that's a, that's a pretty good list and a pretty good segment by you. I enjoyed that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about something in my analysis now that I think we've needed to talk about for a little while now, but. It's finally reached breaking point, in my opinion, and that is St Kilda's goal-kicking. So, this week, Tim Membry missed... Wait, one sec. Can yeah. I just be disappointed you're not just doing St Kilda generally? Uh, there's a lot of problems with St Kilda, but as I'm point to, about to point out, if St Kilda had simply kicked the reverse of their accuracy this season, they'd be okay. Okay. Like, they wouldn't be amazing or anything, but they'd be an okay side. Um, and that's 
that's how much of a difference we're talking about here. So as I was saying, Tim Membry missed arguably the worst goal you've ever seen on the weekend where he strolled into an open goal score and hit a post at the same ground at, against the same team where last year Josh Bruce walked into an open goal square and hit the post. There's something strange about St Kilda and playing down in, in Tassie against Hawthorne. I don't know. So let's just have a look at St Kilda's goal kicking over the last five weeks. So round one, they played okay against Brisbane. Since then, they have kicked five goals, 13, seven goals, 13, seven goals, 14, 10 goals, 13, and 7 goals, 12, for a grand total of 36 goals, 65. <laughs> that is embarrassing, right? So that that is saying that over the course of these five weeks, they've been averaging 7 goals, 13 each week. That is less than two goals a quarter, and that is never going to win you a game of footy. On the other side, though, right, if they'd kicked 13 goals, 7, that's 85 points a week. Now, that's not incredible like that's not you know um richmond level top four side level but that'll put you in the middle of the table right if you're scoring 85 points is expected to be which is where st kilda i think would at least expect them to be and where the public expects them to be as well including st kilda fans so the worst part about this is that last year st kilda were ranked 18th for goal kicking in the competition from set shots so they went out and hired a new goal kicking coach in ben dixon and i'm not going to put the blame on him because there's a lot of problems but the fact that they went out and hired a goal kicking coach and then since then have gotten worse is a problem so i don't care what you have to do go back to basics restart but that's not good enough I can't agree with you more. It's interesting where you focus on something and you end up going backwards. Is it just a sign of how bad things were before and they're just learning or maybe it's just they've genuinely gone backwards? But yeah, now that you put it like that, like St Kilda's looked all right in games. They just can't dominate. Like they, You look at like Richmond on the weekend, for instance, and uh, when they dominated in that last quarter, they put eight goals on the board. I think they think eight-one or something. In the last quarter, they put yep. eight goals on the board and ended the game. Yeah. Whereas St Kilda, like when they're playing better footy, which was for stages against even Geelong a few weeks ago, you weren't putting goals on the board. You can't win. You're no. not going to dominate the whole game. That's just the nature of football. Of the two quarters, I think, that they played that were competitive against Geelong, I think they kicked, like, two goals seven or something. So, I mean, it's it's just going to kill you if you do this every week. So, that's my rant on St Kilda out of the way. Look, if it gets worse, then we'll, who knows what will happen in the future. But, I mean, that's St Kilda for you. Yeah, well, actually, I'm going to add a stat to this because I was doing a bit of research this week. Um, I don't know what a Ford 50 chain is. Isn't it? Is it just, like, a string of handballs inside Ford 50 from, like, a stoppage? I believe so. Um St Kilda scored one goal from 27 Ford 50 handball change chains. Ouch. That's less than 4%. Hawthorne did 20% from the same thing. Ouch. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Well, why don't we go criticise somebody else? <laughs> I, I will pass the baton to you. <laughs> I'm very excited about this one. This was, this was one I spent a bit of time writing today. I reckon, I reckon you're going to very much enjoy it. So, we were talking earlier, and we both mentioned um, Ruby Fox's really nice mark. Right, he went over the top, and the commentator at the time, I believe it was Eddie McGuire, I'm not really sure, um, said, hey, it's the flying fox. Um, and I remember you saying how, how you thought that was decent commentary, and the commentators at the time were all on the board of saying, like, wow, that's a great call. I disagree. I thought that was the obvious basic call. I think you can do better than that. So what I've done is I've taken that one and a bunch of others and written better versions of what that commentary should have been. Okay, 
can I be like the judge on this and decide yes. if it's better or worse? Okay, so here's the first one. So for that for that uh, fox mark, he went with uh, flying fox, right? Which is okay. My version is fox flies like falcon, fractures Fogarty's face. <laughs> oh my god. That's just like a, such a tongue twister. I like it. I like it as a news headline. We're, we I, are only just getting started. Like, I like it as a news headline. I'm not sure if I like it as much as a commentary call. So this one this one would be a news headline. This is um, in response to uh, post the Port Adelaide North Melbourne game. So Sam Gray had a fantastic match. And, you know, Ken Hinckley is talking to, um, the, talking to the press after the game about what he thought. And so this would be his headline, which, which I think it would have been much better than a lot of the headlines I saw about press Hinckley's, uh, Ken Hinkley's press conference. Godfather praises Fifty Shades of Grey as Lord of the Ringguard hamstrung by injury. <laughs> oh no. So oh, the no. complexity in, in that headline is so much better the, than anything they come up with. You should be a journalist. The oh, no. journalists these days are also one dimensional. They think they're funny with their grey puns. Yeah. Like, you have taken it way out of the grey area. <laughs> <laughs> it's next level, these ones. Um, now, the Essendon Melbourne game. We all know that Max Gorn dominated, and, you know, there's the obvious lines of, like, oh, Max Gorn the giant, you know, all of these ones. But really, come on, people, we can do better than that. What about what about this for a headline for the Max Gorn game? Giant Gorn grows ginormous. God, I'd left glum. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't grow in the game, though. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, he, he stands ginormous above everyone else because he's massive Max Gorn, and yep. they're all... They're all really small. So I, I think this is the stand that we should be holding our journalists and commentators to from now on. And I've, I've got one final one left, right? Okay. Now, I just think if I looked at the Hawthorne, uh, the Hawthorne's and Kilda game, this is exactly what I would have wrote post-game, right? So when I do my AFL.com recap of what happened, this is exactly what I would have written. But they've gone with something much more basic. But this is the special version. You ready? Memory misses. <laughs> I'm going to start again. Memory misses massive moment. Meanwhile, Mitchell amasses more meters. <laughs> that is a headline that illustrates the game whilst having the complexity of English skills that we expect from award-winning journalists. Instead of like just sink kill the losers again. I'll say it one more time. Memory misses massive moment. Meanwhile, Mitchell amasses more meters. Like, That's a headline for you. If I put your headline up against like a journalist headline, I wouldn't know which one of you has the degree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the point I'm trying to make. So, you know, journalists, from now on, give me something special because what I'm getting from you is pretty average. I really... <laughs> Sorry, I've said that about a few of the things, but like, I just need a moment to compose myself. There was some really good alliteration in yeah, that. I, I was very happy with a lot of my jokes. You've got the opportunity to give us some analysis now. So what do you got for us? Alex? Unlike your headlines there, the Bulldogs are soft. <laughs> <laughs> Solid segue. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm going to throw just two stats at you for the Bulldogs, but yeah. that's all I need. Actually, I might throw a third. Anyways, so, Bulldogs, when you think of 2016, what did you really think about them? Uh, tough, pressuring side with fast hands. Yep. So, what if I told you that in tackling and contested possessions, they're last in the AFL? They're only just last in the AFL for um, tackles, um, just behind Brisbane. But in contested possessions, they average 10 less per week than the next worst in the AFL. Oh, that's real bad. 10. That's a lot. They average 125, and next is Brisbane 135. And Brisbane don't exactly win a lot of things. No, certainly not a game. Um, 
And, like, this is incredible because normally you think if you're losing contested possessions that at least you should be winning tackling because you're getting the ball second. No, they're not winning either of them. Teams are strolling through them. They're lucky they played Carlton on the weekend, to be fair, because that's one of the few sides I can see them beating with this game style at the moment. They are the top-marking side in the competition, and that's not because of contested marks. That's all uncontested marks. They are... Like, I respect what Luke Beveridge did. He climbed up the ranks all the way through the VAFA and then he came to the AFL and brought Western Bulldogs a premiership and everyone loved him, right? But this game style that he's playing at the moment, is it's just straight up soft. I'm sorry, I'm not going to say it any other way. This is not the way that you are going to win AFL football games. Like, the best barometer aside from the scoreboard that people generally have is contested possessions. Like, are you getting the ball first? Are you the harder team? Are you the team with the momentum? And they haven't got that. They just chip it around. Ouch. Pre-steering indictment. Yeah, I can't say anything more than that. If I was a Bulldogs fan at the moment, I would not be happy with the game style you're playing at the moment. And to go from the, the tough, hard footy that won them a premiership to this just outside game that they're playing right now with all these marks and they're losing the inside is a risk that I don't think is going to work against good sides. It's good enough against Carlton, but I agree with you. When they get better sides, it might be more of a struggle. In saying that, you know, their performance against Sydney was good. Um, they were much better. They, they kind of got the balance of both. So we'll see which... We seem to be getting a different Bulldog side every week. So we'll, we'll see which one we get on a more regular basis from now on. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to move on. I've got a joke. <laughs> now, Collingwood is a... A joke, yes. Yeah. What's the actual joke, though? Oh, well, I'm not going to do a similar one to you, um, but I was watching the game on the weekend, and uh, Chris Mayne was playing. <laughs> <laughs> I was... I, I literally... I I, had, I don't know why, but I missed the Sunday teams yeah. um, for all of the Sunday games, and I tuned into the Collingwood-Richmond game about, like, halfway through the first quarter, and he just came on the screen. I'm like, huh, Chris Mayne's playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you want to know what was the first thing he did in the game? What? He gave away a 50-metre penalty. <laughs> Like, that was his first influence on the game. I'm like, this is perfect. Yeah. But then the more I thought about it, right, Chris Mayne has been playing us all. He's the clever one, and we're the idiots. So I'm really curious to see your justification for this. So, Chris Mayne, at the moment, is on a four-year contract worth 500000 a year. Yeah. <laughs> 500000 a year, right? So, yeah. guess how many games he played last year? I believe three. I believe it was seven. Oh, okay. That many. Or, or it was three. I should have actually researched that. Yeah, but it probably I, would have no, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they said it on game day. It was seven, right? Okay. So he played his first one for this year um, last weekend. In so he's played six? Yeah. So he's played eight games in a year and a bit. So he's earned a little over $500,000 for eight games. <laughs> this is unparalleled. He is making a lot of money for every match. $60,000 per game. That's more, more than more than that. That's more than Dustin Martin makes. Yeah. Like, this guy has fooled all of us. He didn't yeah. even, even have to be a good AFL player. He knew after this contract that his career would be over and he probably wouldn't get an extension anywhere. So why bother trying? You're going to get paid anyway. You don't really have any emotional investment in Collingwood. They actually think that they weren't meant to actually trade you in. Like, they claim that the whole thing was a mistake, so why don't you, you know, put the joke on them? I, I he, bet He has in, played us, Alex. I bet that in the meantime, he's actually started a hair care business, <laughs> um, and that that's what he's actually investing all of these, like, $60,000 he gets per game into, so that he's got a foundation to work with once he retires from football. Yeah. One thing's for sure, though. He's not taking a cut from Collingwood. <laughs> no, but I can't... Like, 
This is unparalleled how much yeah. money he's making. It's ridiculous. He's not even injured. He's just a terrible player. But he doesn't... I don't even think he has to be a good player anymore. Like, why bother? You're making $2 million, Alex, for nothing. Yeah, it's it's pretty special. Well done to him. And a pretty good joke from you. Um, not bad, that one. Um, I'm going to move on to my bit of analysis now. And this is talking about the Coaches Association, right? And their voting system. So, as you know, each of the coaches after every game gives a 5-4-3-2-1 to each of the players, the, the best players on the field. Um, so, each of the coaches does it. And so therefore, the maximum a player can receive is 10 votes from each game. So we're six rounds into the competition now. I'm gonna we're gonna play a little game. I've got the leaderboard for the top people in the coaches association, and you're going to guess. So you have to guess the top five, and you have ten guesses, right? So whenever you're ready, Max Gorn, you may begin. Max Gorn is third in the coaches association. Um, Tom Mitchell. Tom Mitchell is number one. Good start. Dusty. Dusty is number four. Doing pretty well. Um, so I've got one, two. We've got one, two, and four. Okay, so it's going to get more difficult from here. Um, side bottom. How did you pick that? He's played really well. Oh my! That was my ace in the hole. That was like I was going <laughs> to. We were going to go through all of this. Like you get Tom Mitchell, you get Gone, you get Dusty. You know, you'd probably get some of the others. I thought like the whole point of this was how underrated is Steel Side Bottom? <laughs> Nobody thinks he's any good, but he's currently rated as the second best player this season. Well, he's playing like a Dusty role. Yeah. Um, he's playing like a lot of time off the half forward flank, and he's kicking a lot of goals. The Cre- man's a class act. Credit to you. That's an, that's a very excellent piece of analysis. I'm going to scrap my segment at this point and basically, um, call it there. So I'll just read you through the list because there's some interesting names on here. Tom Mitchell's at the top, of course. Steel Sidebottom sits in second. According to the AFL coaches, right, the people that know the most about the game, he's the second best player in the competition this season. That's incredible to me. Dark horse for the Brown, though. Absolutely. He will get a lot of votes. Max Gorn is in third. Um, we know how dominant he is. Dusty's in fourth. Trent Cochin in fifth. Patrick Cripps in sixth. Nat Five, who's had, we've talked about several times, is in seventh. Brody Grundy. Best ruckman in the competition, arguably, or is it Max Gorn? Who knows? He's in eighth. Rory Laird, the man that just gets all the disposals, yep. in ninth. And Ben Brown, possibly my favourite player in the competition, is in tenth. So that's a ben, pretty good top ten list. Ben Brown actually is a regular customer for Chris Mayne's hair business. <laughs> <laughs> they actually go to the same hairdresser. Yep. So, I mean, personally, if I was guessing this, um, if you'd asked me to guess the top ten, I reckon I would have got nine of those top ten really easily, and then I don't think I would have got Steel Side Bottom. So credit to you, you got him fourth guess. That was that was my that was my big ace in the hole, and you've just you've just spoiled it. But you know, starting out the surprise round, they got another game for us now, and I'm I'm a bit more confident in this one. I think this one will be a bit of fun. So I, I thought about all the teams we have, and there's real um, real block in the middle of the middle of the table where I don't really know where a bunch of those teams are going to go. So I thought, well, should we try and analyze where they're going? And I thought, no, but I still don't know that. So what instead we're going to do is we're going to take as many of the teams as we can we can fit, right? And we're going to do a five-word summary of how their season has gone so far, right? So we're going to take turns, just get it out nice and fast. So let's go. So I, I, I'm going to start with Adelaide, for instance, then you can do Brisbane. So Adelaide's season so far in five words. I'm going to say has been almost as good. Has been almost as good. Five words. That's that's a pretty good analysis, I feel like, how, of how they've been going so far. So Brisbane season in five words. How do you think Brisbane's been going so far? Not going as well as Gold Coast. <laughs> that's six. <laughs> if Gold Coast was one word, it'd still be seven. But whatever, you know. <laughs> Actually, can I throw an idea out there? Yep. 
can we do mine first? Because mine is very similar, and this is how we're going to prove to everyone that we honestly don't talk beforehand. Okay, just, just pitch to me what yours is. So, mine is going to be a uh, questionnaire sort of thing at you, yep. and so I call it Fast Money. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a question, and you're going to tell me which team it is, based on everything that's happened this year. Most of them are jokes. Some of them are similar to what we were doing just there, summaries. Okay. So, do you want to... Are you happy to go Yeah, no, this? hit me up. So... Which team has been ravaged by injury which has hamstrung their start to the season? Adelaide. Yeah. Actually, no. What we're going to do, I'm going to put a timer on and we're going to time this. And you, So there is 19 questions. Yeah. So 18 are related to teams. So every team will only go once. Yeah. And then one of them, I got a special question at the end for you. <laughs> okay. So are you ready to start? So yep. I'm just going to ask you the same question again. You're going to get it just as quick. Okay, yep. So, which team has been ravaged by hamstring injuries at the start of their season? Adelaide. Which team has forgotten how to kick between the big sticks? And no, it's not St Kilda. Mm, that's a tough one if it's not St Kilda. Brisbane? No. You get two guesses for Brisbane. each one. Forgotten how to kick between the big sticks. Um, Historically inaccurate. I've already gone on about them today historically inaccurate. The Bulldogs? Yep. Uh, which team has the most football turnovers yet has no economic turnover? <laughs> Brisbane? N- no. No Same economic state. turnover? Same oh, state. Oh, Gold Coast. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> which team is still a bunch of schoolboys? Uh, Brisbane. Which team's fans lost their final remaining tooth on the weekend when they got a reality <laughs> check that they weren't as good a side as they had hoped? <laughs> Collingwood. Uh, which team is, despite all the draft picks and talent, still the best, second best team in Sydney? <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> no. No. Despite all the draft picks, think of all the academy kids and talent, right? They're I- still the second best side in Sydney. <laughs> No, I still think GWS. Is the I think of it. I think the better joke is Sydney. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, which team has the premiership favourites? Richmond. Yeah, I just honestly did that to get that live on yep. air. Um, which team is actually good, much to our surprise? Uh, Hawthorne. No. Ooh, North Melbourne. No, uh, West Coast. West Coast. Oh yeah. Um, which teams has their fans bolting after hearing <laughs> that they are coach blabber af- nonsense after every week? Carlton. Which team had so much hype about them after the plethora of players they traded in, only for most of them to be terrible anyway? Essendon. No. Oh, um, Port. Yep. Which team is the only side to beat Geelong at GMHBA Stadium? Cindy. Yep, literally over a couple of years as yes, well. It's ridiculous. Yes, it's like the last three years or something. Yep. Uh, which team isn't as bad as we had all hoped? You guessed this before. Hawthorne? No. North Melbourne? Yep. Uh, which team, after a fall from grace in previous years, was supposed to be rebuilding but somehow is actually a decent side? Hawthorne? No. Fall from grace in previous years was supposed to be rebuilding. Think of a team that finished first a few years ago. Fremantle? Yep. Which team has the least kicks so far this year, but will be kicking themselves for their poor start to the year? <laughs> Is this St Kilda? No. Okay. Um, kicking themselves for the poor start to the year. They will be upset. They're three and three. They're three and Melbourne three. Melbourne-based side. Um, Melbourne? Yep. Um, which team has lacked a bit of bite since they lost one of their star defenders? Lacked a bit of bite? Emphasis on bite. Bite. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. My first thought went to the Bulldogs. We've already done them. Like, dogs bite. Um, what else? No, who bit someone? Like, literally bit someone? Oh, um, Essendon. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, like, the mascot biting, not literally the players biting. <laughs> no, that's why I said loss is a little bite. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Which team has the best midfield except for when it matters? Best midfield except for... <laughs> 
Is this on Collingwood? No. Geelong. Oh, Geelong. Geelong. Sorry, yes, Geelong. I can't believe I have to say Which team doesn't have a leg to stand on? Doesn't have a leg to stand on? Like the... Like someone literally stepped on someone's leg last week. Oh, um, uh, Hawthorne. Uh, which team is terrible? <laughs> Think of a team you haven't said Carlson? yet. Have we said Carlton yet? Yes, yeah. we said they were the Bolton joke. There's only one team you haven't St. said Kilda. yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and last one, which state really wants an AFL side, but after seeing the horror of St Kilda and Carlton in the recent two weeks, probably doesn't want an AFL <laughs> side anymore. Tasmania. Yep. Three minutes 47. That's not bad. So 19 questions, you got through it all in 227 seconds. I will give you that. That was There were times when you could be better when I was making Yeah, I really should have got the Geelong one. I really should have got the Geelong one. I was unhappy you didn't get the bite one. Like, it literally said, bite. For I was, the second one no, no, I, 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 got, I got that the emphasis was on the bite, but I was thinking, like, in terms of the mascots. Yeah. Not, not in terms of, like, um, the actual players. But once you once we highlighted that it was the players biting, um, that did significantly narrow down the options. There haven't been that many biting incidents over the last no. few years. And leg to stand on as well. I tried to put a few analysis in there and a few jokes, which makes it the perfect other... I'm sorry about spoiling your surprise there, Alex. Uh, no, it's okay. Oh, well. Uh, like I said, at least we've proved this week that we clearly don't communicate beforehand. Um, <laughs> with... Look, all you need to do is pay me some hush money and this can go away. <laughs> so we're going to do, like, Alex by semi-bros. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so let's, I mean, let's let's recap basically what we did this week. We've we've decided on a two-all draw in the end. Pretty good performance by both of us this week. I was pretty happy. Um, some of the highlights, um, start with your scheduling. I, I did very much enjoy your scheduling um, joke. That was that was pretty fun. Yeah, I, no, I did enjoy your Collingwood and uh, the South Korea just joining up with North Korea. <laughs> how Somehow that is less worse than uh, Collingwood being just good. And, I mean, while, we, while we're talking about the highlights, Fast Money, um, whilst it did absolutely steal my thunder, um, credit to you, there were some very well-written things in there and some things that did very much make me laugh. Uh, Three minutes 47, we'll see. Good, um, good time. Because... Just because I didn't introduce this at the start, but I'm going to do one like a third of the way through the season and two thirds of the way through the season. So we'll see if you improve uh, for round 14 will be the next one. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, only up from there for you. And then I did really enjoy your better commentary. (laughs) Like that was genuinely like really well written. Thank you. And like I got a really good laugh out of it. (laughs) (laughs) So a two all draw for this week. We will move into our tipping now. Starting out with, I mean, you complained about scheduling last week. Not much to complain about on Friday night. Geelong GWS um, over at GMHBA Stadium. you got to be pretty excited about this one. Yeah, like, what a game. Like, that's why I did the scheduling thing this week, because I'm like, well, I'm going to have absolutely, like, you know, no credibility if I do it this week. So, um, no, what a game. Um, I'm struggling to pick, because I just don't know what this Geelong midfield's going to do. It's not as super as we once thought. But GWS haven't played well enough, so Geelong by 15 for me. Um, oh, see, here's the thing. I'm not confident about a world where GWS go essentially 5-2 and two in Geelong, who are 3-3, three and three, if they lose this game, are 3-4, and four, and just maybe hesitating in my confidence of them finishing in the 8. But I gotta, I've got to tip away from you. I just have to. Somebody's got to tip the opposite of you. Especially this game, the Giants have to be favourites. So I will be tipping Giants by, say... Seven points in what will probably be a pretty good game. Western Bulldogs v Gold Coast for our first game for Saturday over at Mars Stadium, which I believe is Ballarat. Ballarat. Um, I don't really care. Western Bulldogs by 
20 points. We'll go Gold Coast by 10 then. Yeah, nice point of difference. I did beat you in the tipping last week. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Moving on to the next one. <laughs> Subtly <laughs> throw it out there. Uh, Essendon Hawthorne at the MCG on a Saturday Arvo, if anyone feels like it. Uh, this should be... This is, this is an absolute must from Essendon. We need to see something from them. Otherwise, they're just about dead, I reckon. It's a big game for both teams because if Hawthorne want to stamp their authority on like a potentially top four spot, like these are the games you can't throw away. But like Essendon's season's on the line almost. They're two and four. Yeah, if they lose this, they go two and five. That's hard to come back from. Very hard to come back from. It would take a Sydney type side to come back from that. And Essendon is definitely not Sydney. I don't think so. So who are you tipping? I know Essendon has to win it, but Hawthorne. Hawthorne by 15. Sometimes when you need to win it, you need to win it. Essendon by 21. <laughs> Just keeping it interesting. I reckon we're going to have a lot of uh, points of difference in this week. As we approach our next game, West Coast v Port Adelaide over at Optus Stadium. You know, the ground looks too tough for everyone. Is it too tough for Port Adelaide? I'm so, like, confused for this match because, like, I had Port Adelaide finishing second on the ladder and West Coast nowhere near. And, like, I don't know. This is a big game for both of them. It's similar to the other game for Hawthorne in terms of both of them want to be top four. And, like, these are the sort of games you have to win to, you know, put that mark on your year and say, we can do this. We can play finals where we're someone to contend with. I'm going to go Port Adelaide, though. Just because I think you wanted to go West Coast. <laughs> I was leaning towards West Coast and that was the, the little push over the edge that I needed. So I will say West Coast by... I reckon, I reckon it'll be 23 points. I reckon they'll do comfortably. Here's one I reckon we can both agree on. Sydney hosts North Melbourne up at the SCG. Sydney. By a lot as well. Yep. <laughs> Sydney by 62, I'll say. Sydney by 15. Um, now, I'm going to get in nice and early on this one. And every week we have a game that will be 50 points... As as whatever point in the game that we like, and I will say Adelaide Carlton. I'm gonna I'm gonna start a new record on this one. I'm gonna say late in the first quarter. <laughs> Adelaide's gonna be up by fifty. Adelaide points. is gonna be up by fifty points late in the first quarter. <laughs> they are going to belt Carlton absolutely. Belt them like a disobedient child in the 1920s. Oh, like, <laughs> that joke was not called for. I'm just going to call that out. I'm sorry. I found it funny, but like, we are on radio. That's <laughs> uh, uh, okay. I pushed it. Um, what, I'm assuming you're going to tip Adelaide in this game as well. Yes. <laughs> And with that, let's move on to Richmond Fremantle at the MCG early on the Sunday afternoon. Um, How are you feeling about your Tigers? Do you you reckon they're going to hold up against what's turned out to be a pretty decent Fremantle side? Uh, I'm calling in my 50-point lead. Ooh, interesting. Uh, Late in the second quarter. Late in the second. Um, I I think you'll probably win this, but I I think this Fremantle side's decent. I think it'll probably be about a 27-point loss. That's where I'm leaning towards. A game in which I am planning on attending, St Kilda hosting Melbourne at Eddie Had in a must-win game for the Saints, which is every week. Every game now. (laughs) Every week. (laughs) I really really can't get any worse. When you're one, one and four, everything's a must-win. Um. I got I don't know about you. I got, <laughs> Melbourne looked good. They actually looked good against us on the weekend, and they proved that they can play at Eddie Hat as well. Um, but I just got a gut feeling. I don't think I've tipped St Kilda since round one when they beat Brisbane. But oh no, North Melbourne as well. Um, but I just got a gut feeling, I and mean, when you got a gut, you got to go with it. So I'll say St Kilda by sixteen points. Easy. I'll go Melbourne. Yeah, that's <laughs> a nice easy one for you. And the final game of the round, Brisbane Lions are hosting Collingwood up at the Gabba in the Twilight game on a Sunday. Um, for a Collingwood side that's looking to really prove that they are much, much better than we all thought they were, this would this one would be one you expect for them to win comfortably. No. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to tip Brisbane. Okay. But I don't... 
I'm very close. This is oh, the sort of the... game Brisbane gives them a massive scare. Go the upset. I dare you. Let's go, Brisbane. <laughs> he goes Brisbane. Well Brisbane done. by five points. That's very ambitious. I will, I'll give you a lot of credit if it comes off. Um, I really rate this Collingwood side. I watched them on the weekend and oh, I hate to say it, but they're actually good. Um, so I'm going to say Collingwood by, you know, 38 points. One of those one of those comfortable wins. And with that, it brings a close to round six of we AFL have by six Dummies. different tips. That's that's a lot of different tips. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be here next week to witness them. So um, Tom Creaser will be joining you on the show to go through these tips. And when I get all six of those point of difference correct, I'm sure he'll rub it in your face for me. Yeah, I I would entirely expect him to. If I mean, if Brisbane win, though, if I get the other five wrong, but I get Brisbane right, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely live with that. Um, thanks to everyone for listening for today. We are actually officially on iTunes, so we will be uploading all the episodes onto that literally as we speak. So if you want to catch up on episodes that where you've maybe missed parts of it, you can catch us on iTunes there. Later this week, now that the iTunes is open, I will be reopening our Facebook page, and I, I might even put some uh, weekly updates uh, just of what interests me from the weekend, just some live scores maybe, even something like that. Um, so iTunes and Facebook, you can catch us there. We're always here, generally 3.15 to 4.15 every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say something for no, that. It's, it really should be 3 o'clock, but we're just late all of the time. <laughs> so, you know, 3.15 to 4.15. Yep, that will be our official time. Thanks to everyone for listening again today. I'm Chuck. My name's Alex Henry. And have a nice afternoon, everyone. 